Welcome back to Career Talk. I'm Cole Sperry, Managing Editor here at OptumCareers.com. If you've been recently laid off, you probably feel a bit overwhelmed and unsure of what to do next. That is normal. If you feel unprepared and shocked, you're not alone. 40% of all professionals have been laid off before, and nearly half of those people who have already been laid off said that they were unprepared too. Since January of 2023, there have been over 43,000 warn notices nationwide and over 4.7 million layoffs recorded. A layoff is a challenging position to be in, but it doesn't have to be paralyzing. Here is how you survive the first three weeks after a layoff and turn your life from surviving back to thriving again. The first week is all about clearing your head and making sure that you get what is owed to you. So I'm gonna break this down into three steps. Step one, breathe. Don't panic, there are always job openings. You may pivot into a new field or an industry, but the economy is always fluid. When it feels like your world is crashing around you, remember, when one sector goes down, another one usually rises to replace it. When the recession of 2008 hit, construction and manufacturing jobs were lost, but quickly replaced by other sectors such as healthcare and hospitality. Change is often violent, but many times it is the thing that propels us to discover something better for ourselves. During the COVID recession of 2020, I ran a recruiting agency and we were forced into this overnight meltdown with all of our openings being paused by clients, literally overnight. And this was unexpected, it was unwanted, but it was the thing that we needed to shift from recruiting to resume writing and coaching, and which actually led us to Optum Careers as it is today. And this video you're watching probably wouldn't even exist had that not happened. And today I have more time with my family, less stress, and, and I actually feel like I'm making a difference in the type of work that I do now versus lining the pocketbooks of my clients before, which were all these big companies. But without that downturn, none of that would have happened. So take a minute, breathe, just absorb everything that's going on right now. Step two, grieve. Admit what happened and that it was not your fault. You are going to go through the normal grieving process that everyone goes through with any kind of loss. This is a loss. You may feel that this was your fault or that you somehow could have prevented it in some way. It's not, and you couldn't have. Your self-esteem is gonna take a blow and be prepared for what's going to come. You're gonna feel shocked. Just take time to absorb it. You'll probably feel angry. That's okay. Tell someone. Don't vent about it all over social media, but talk to people. You may feel some resistance next. Then you may feel some sadness. Have a good cry. Get it out. It's okay. And finally, you'll accept it and move on to something better. Now, it's important to remember you're not going to walk through these steps one through five in that order. You might, but chances are you're going to move back and forward between stages. At least that's how most people work through that cycle. Give yourself the time you need to adjust. Don't be ashamed to talk about it with other people and find people who will support you. Get the word out about what has happened because the sooner you find support from your family, your friends, the sooner you're gonna get through this and bounce back better. This isn't a setback. This could be the thing that launches you into something better and forces you outside of your comfort zone to do what you were designed for. And remember, this period is temporary. It will not last forever. Step three, take stock of your current position. How much cash do you have? How long can you afford to be unemployed? This is a critical step because it will determine your short-term and your long-term plan to get through this. 
If you have a short runway, you may need to take something outside of your ideal role, maybe something temporary, just to extend that runway for yourself. If this is the case, then your plan shouldn't be to invest all your energy into targeting your dream job next, but rather what's the next step? What's the temporary steps that I need to take to get to where I want to be? It's okay if there are a couple steps between you and where you want to go next. Taking smaller steps to get there will feel better. In the long run, it will. And imagine the story you'll have to tell others later. Planning is incredibly important and you need to know what you're working with. Preparedness also will help you reduce the anxiety that you're feeling. So sit down, take stock of where you're at, what your position is right now, and what that goal and that plan is going to be next. Besides your personal finances though, take inventory of the items that are owed to you. Some items you may want to think about and follow up with your last company's human resources or accounting or payroll department could be expense reimbursements. Make sure you get those. Severance payments. If there's any outplacement services, commissions, a sick, depending on where you live and what kind of setup the company has, sick leave or vacation accrual payouts. And get a letter from HR that says that you were laid off and not fired on a company letterhead, preferably. And lastly, don't forget to go file for unemployment and review your health insurance options. There is no shame in taking unemployment. You've been paying for it through your taxes the entire time while you've been working. It's yours. It's OT. Go take it. Don't let your pride get in the way of something that's going to extend your runway. Do all of this in week one. If you have the luxury, take the time just to absorb it. I understand that not everyone can. Week two is all about reflection, learning from this experience, and planning for the future. So three steps here. The first one, take this opportunity this week to reflect on your career and its path. Ask yourself, what do you want to do? Where do you really want to be in five years? What lifestyle do you want for yourself and your family? Once you've figured out these questions, then you can make a plan to get there. But keep in mind, what you really want to do may not be the next step, but it's so important to know where that final destination is, where you want to go. There may be steps in between, but take stock of this gift you've been given and take the opportunity to start working towards what you really want. One recruiter that I spoke with a few weeks ago was laid off during the COVID recession. It was only because of that layoff that they were able to really reflect and pivot into marketing. They, they made a plan. They decided to target marketing positions at recruiting companies and agencies that worked with recruiting firms because they understood that space. And they were able to successfully make that transition. And they're loving what they're doing today so much more than recruiting. So Think about where are those options? What do I really want to do? What am I good at? The next step here, step two in week two is learn. Learn from this experience. One truth that we should never lose sight of is all jobs are temporary. Never get too comfortable. You could be the top performer making President's Club today and be laid off tomorrow due to market forces outside of your control. Always be open to opportunities and keep your prospects close. A business would never put all of its stock in one customer or one account, and you shouldn't either. Go on an occasional interview. Keep that network of professionals and people you talk to. Keep it warm. Talk to recruiters from time to time. Start a side hustle if that's your thing, and just try to diversify your options. Step three in week two, it's time to plan. So this is where the housekeeping activities start. Some of the fun. To set yourself up for success, I would research the jobs you are interested in and ask yourself, are they with industries that are growing or shrinking? How many opportunities exist there? How fierce is your competition? 
If you don't have much runway and you need to land a job soon, you'll want to target jobs and industries with growth, lots of opportunity, and minimal competition. Be smart about this. Examine sectors within industries too. If big tech is laying off tens of thousands of people, perhaps tech startups are hiring in droves. Planning now will ensure that the next few weeks feel good, they're productive, and they're successful. Don't set yourself up for a bad experience. Have a plan, an intelligent one, that you've thought through. I would also consider setting up job search accounts. You may want to set up a Gmail account or a Google Voice number specifically for your job search to protect your privacy. Remember, all this information is going out into the world. Every time you put your resume on a job board or on social media, all those people have access to that information. Lastly, create a schedule for yourself. In the absence of your job, you're going to need some form of stability, predictability, and accountability. You've just been promoted to manager and CEO of this job search. This schedule may be fluid over the next several weeks as you identify what works and what doesn't for you, but in general, you'll most likely want to include the following things into your daily schedule. You're going to want time to craft and improve your resume, your LinkedIn page, your cover letters, and just your messaging in general. There's going to be a lot of messaging that happens over the next few weeks, the next few months. Make sure you build in time to hone that craft. You're going to want time to review job boards, job leads, apply to those openings. You're going to want time to network with your current connections and also a process to build new ones. You're going to want to have time to engage with your community on LinkedIn. Community is going to be really, really important. You need to seek out the other people who are going through what you're going, who have access to the information you need, and who can reciprocate and help you through this process. You're looking for like-minded folks that will help you. You're going to want time to continue learning and participating in events and projects and make sure you keep your skills sharp. You're also going to want to build in time each week to reflect on your search. Examine what worked, what didn't, what should I change, what should I keep doing. That reflection time is going to be really, really important. And also have time to research target companies, conduct outreach activities, and make sure you build in time for you to relax and shut down. Okay, This isn't a job where you have to work. 20 hours a day, okay? That's just gonna burn you out. You're gonna get jaded. Your messaging's gonna tank. No one's gonna wanna interact with you. Don't do that to yourself. We've all been there. Shut down that computer and schedule time away from it. All right, we're in week three now. Are you ready for some fun? This is all about execution, putting our collateral together, etc. So the first thing I would do in week three is I would get all of my collateral together. Your collateral may evolve over time, but having the initial set of docs and messages and things that you're going to use, super important. You don't want to come up with this halfway through or as you're working through it. Do it right. Do it at the beginning. The first piece is your resume. Most people find a pretty template online and start plugging away their information. Don't do this. You will want to take the time to get this resume right. If you can afford it in almost every instance, I suggest hiring a qualified resume writer. That will produce the quickest and best results. Resume writing is foreign to most people and learning the skills of copywriting, psychology, and recruiting that make a good resume work, that's going to take time. And that is time you could be spending on activities that naturally align with your skills, such as researching companies or connecting and building relationships, things that are probably very similar to perhaps the job that you might have just left. If you can't afford a resume writer or if you have the time to learn these skills and you want to learn something that no one can take away from you. Utilizing a course that puts together all the resources for you is a good second bet. 
Resumes have changed greatly over the past few years and in a crowded job market, you're going to want your best foot forward every single time. If you're looking for a course, I'd highly encourage you to check out the weekend resume makeover at optumcareers.com. It has everything you need. After you've got your resume together, probably want to look at your LinkedIn profile. If a job search was an airplane, your resume and LinkedIn profile would be the engines that propel it. 95% of recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. That's a lot. Constantly searching for job leads is going to get tiring if you're doing this on job boards and you're doing it all yourself. Having recruiters come to you with the right opportunities will feel a lot less tiring. Even if you're not using LinkedIn to find jobs, the majority of companies are going to still want to look you up and they're going to look you up on this platform. The lack of a presence or a profile could be damaging to your candidacy. Investing in your profile now will ensure more of the right recruiters find you for the jobs you want. You'll have more recruiters view your profile and reach out to you for job opportunities and you'll provide hiring managers with the information they need to feel safe about offering you that job. If you need help putting your LinkedIn profile together, head over to Optum Careers. We've put together five free tools that'll help you update your profile and build a presence there. The next thing you're going to want to put together is your outreach message. What are you going to say to recruiters and other professionals? How are you going to get informational interviews? Now you're going to customize these outreach messages for each situation. That's the best practice. But the best practice is also to craft a template now so you'll save yourself time later. Make sure you put these messages together. You can customize them later, but having a template and a message to start with is going to be a lot easier. After that, you may want to look at your cover letter. Similar to your outreach message, your cover letter is going to be very customized each time you use it. However, now is the time to set up an effective cover letter template so you're not rewriting it from scratch each time you want to use one. And you probably will want to use one many times. 74% of hiring managers prefer one and 80% of them read it. Here are four situations you may want to use a cover letter for. If you're changing careers or industries, job functions. For your tier one job prospects, like those employers that you're really excited about, where you have a lot in common, you're a great fit, you check off the boxes, those ones. Referrals. If someone's referring you in, you should send a cover letter and mention who's referring you in that cover letter. And the fourth one would be tackling anything that may disturb the hiring manager. If you're worried there's something in your resume, something in your background, a gap, whatever, and you're like, I think that's going to bother them, get in front of it. Whoever controls the message, controls the conversation. You start, you initiate it, tackle it in your cover letter. The next thing, your thank you email template. It's the final piece of job search collateral you'll probably want to prepare ahead of time is a good solid thank you email template. By preparing this ahead of time, you're going to save yourself precious time later when you're in the weeds of the job search. And if you need help writing thank you notes, there's a video on that and an article on that and a download on our site with a step-by-step -step formula, a template, and a sample thank you note that you can copy and use. Just plug in your information. Super easy. It's all free. So after you've got all of your collateral together, the second step in week three is to rally. You want to rally your connections. People will be the key to your success. Not job boards, not a piece of paper. People. Find the people that will support you and ditch the ones that won't. Get the word out that you're on the job market and let people know specifically what jobs interest you. You have to be specific. You have to provide clarity for people so they will remember you and think of you. If you don't have a large network, start building one. Relationships take time, so you want to process 
that will help you weed out relationships that won't produce reciprocal results. And don't forget to have a system to stay in touch with those people. Who are you going to talk to on a regular basis? Who are you going to talk to on maybe not so much a regular basis? And who are you just going to cut out and toss out with the bathwater? Join a job seeker support group. Many people make the mistake of going it alone, but joining a community of job hunters facing the same challenges as you has been proven to lead to better, faster outcomes. A support group can help you expand your network, improve your confidence, give you a safe place to vent all that frustration. And if you've been job searching, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to have a lot of frustration. Get it out safely with the people that you trust and who can emphasize with what you're going through because we all know job searching is hard. These groups can be online. They could be in person. Many are also offered at alumni centers at universities. So be sure to check with the school that maybe you graduated from. You could also create your own support group. Make a list of the people you know that can support you. Reach out to them. This doesn't have to be anything formal. It could simply be a group of people you meet over Zoom once a month, air out your grievances, or meet at a coffee shop downtown, talk about what's going on, what worked for one person, what worked for another, get ideas, and just build that community. You could also share job leads together. Well, you know, I went on an interview for this customer success role. I didn't get it. Here's the feedback I got. They're still looking. If you didn't get the job, share it with other people. Maybe they're a better fit. Share with the intel that you have with them. They'll help you as well. And just keep expanding your network. Make lists of who you know, what companies they work at, and who you want to know. If you can find common connections, it's going to make expanding your network easier. Lastly, avoid negative people. Job searching is hard enough without others, constant negativity. They're not going to help you. You don't need to know if the market's going into recession or that everyone's laying people off or that there's no jobs out there. You can't control those things. The people who just keep harping on those messages, get them out of your life. They are not going to help. The next step in week three, you've got all your collateral together. You've rallied your connections and you're building new relationships as well. Now you need to find quality job leads. There's a lot of advice about the right way to job hunt and what works and what doesn't. Networking works best. Job boards work best. LinkedIn works best. Ignore all of it. What works for you may not work for someone else. This is because you have a unique set of skills that make you better at some activities and worse at others. You want to leverage those skills. For example, I thrive when I can write. If I can write an email to someone, I can really nail that email. I can get a good, solid response rate from people. Put me on the phone and I just start flubbing. <laughs> I'm not that good at it. So if you told me to make cold calls to find my job leads, I'm not going to have success there. You tell me to email people and now we're talking. So you want to play to your skills. Focus on what you're good at and what works for you. For everything else, hire professionals to help you or spend time improving those skills that are involved that, that you're going to have to use. The goal should always be to connect with as many people that have the power to hire you and the desire to hire you. You need to find job leads for jobs you are well qualified for and have a message that will pique a hiring manager's interest and learning more about you. The best plan involves diversifying your activities and then keeping a score of what works for you. What's working, what's not. Some days you may find a dozen job leads. Other days you may find two. You're looking for quality. Some ideas you may wanna incorporate into your job lead plan. Look at job boards, set up some hiring alerts. Look at niche job boards. We have one on our site if you haven't looked at it yet. 
social networking sites like LinkedIn, other networking events, both virtual and in-person, workshops and webinars where you can get the guest list and then reach out to those people that also attended it and start building those relationships. It's a great way to see who's where. Those people are likely in the same space that you are. Trade shows. I just talked to someone the other day who got the muse for her new career direction because she attended a trade show. She was not working. She went to a trade show, met someone, had some great conversations, built some new relationships, and that's what propelled her to make the switch from sales to marketing. Don't forget, throughout all of this, stick to your schedule. Create a schedule that has a mix of these activities. Prioritize the ones that generate the best quality job leads. And the last step as you're executing is about upskilling. If you have the privilege of upskilling during this time, and I do say it's a privilege because not all of us can afford to do so, but if you can, take it. Use some of your time to fill in some of those skill gaps that you may have between where you are now and where you want to be. You may not fill them all in during this time frame. You may not fill them all in during this time frame, but you can fill in a couple. Many people take online courses to do this, but courses alone probably aren't going to help you make big career moves. Spending money on courses, I think, is an excellent choice if you need to learn the knowledge that they're providing, like you don't have the information. What you do with it afterwards, though, is really going to determine your success in your job hunt. Once you obtain new knowledge, you need to find ways to apply it. I've worked with hundreds of employers, and most of them don't value knowledge as much as they do experience. I've worked with hundreds of employers, and most of them don't value knowledge as much as they do experience. You could gain experience by freelancing working on some sample projects of your own that you can then leverage into a portfolio. Offering to do a free project for a friend or a business owner or volunteering with a nonprofit organization, but you want to apply that new information. You need to get the experience under your belt and it doesn't always have to be from a job that you're getting paid to do and that you're in a seat that you do Monday through Friday or whatever it is. Upskilling is often a luxury and some professionals can't afford it. And if you can't afford it right now, and that just may be the reality and that's okay, make a plan to upskill once you get back on your feet with a steady stream of income. Don't get stuck somewhere. You've got goals, you wanna go somewhere, make a plan right now. How are you gonna get there? How are you gonna get those skills that you need? How are you gonna get that experience? And when you get back on your feet, when you get in this next job, however temporary or permanent it may be, start upskilling. So in summary, take that first week, if you can, to regain your bearings. Process what happened. Take inventory of what your last employer may owe you. Use the second week to get back in touch with yourself, your goals, chart a plan to live your optimum life. Week three, start executing. Put together everything you need for this job search and start working hard. It will be hard work. And keep in mind that this schedule may not work for everyone. You could expedite it or spread it out over 10 steps over more than three weeks. Maybe you spread it out over six weeks if you've got the luxury to do so or a couple of months. Do what works for you. If you found this video helpful and insightful, like it, share it with a friend, subscribe, and don't forget to visit us at OptumCareers.com for more job search facts you can trust.